Welcome back to Underemployed, y'all, episode 63. Yes, we are coming to you from Richmond on the day after Labor Day. The unofficial end of summer, although, David, I would argue it does not feel like that outside at this point. I certainly would agree with that assessment. Yeah. This is sort of the rough part of the year where um, we are looking forward to... We're, we're looking forward to fall, and you're like, oh, we made it to September. We're almost at the good weather. And then the Mid-Atlantic sort of has a way just going, no, 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 no. You get another month of, you know... Sweating. Sweating. Gotcha, bitch. There's always also an inevitable, like, October 1st, October 2nd, where it's still 80 degrees outside, fairly humid, and you're like, for the love of God, put an end to this. Ah, but, yeah, you know what? The weather soon will be improved. David and I and our natural environment will be so happy once it's fall and then winter, and we can bundle up and wear clothing that fits more of our style. I mean, shorts and whatnot fit. It's just, I just don't like being sweaty. Exactly, yeah. I mean, I'm... I, I'm always more of a sweats guy. I also said this, I was saying this the other day. Sweats? No, I don't wear sweats. I, oh. I rarely wear sweats in public. <sighs> you know what? I don't... Uh, it depends. If I'm just going grocery shopping, I'll wear sweats. Nope. Um, it depends. If I'm going to like a nice formal event, I'm not going to wear sweats. Even like nice sweatpants. I'm not Kanye. But, uh, sorry, yay. But I do know that when we get to this point of the season where it's so hot, I still... I understand fashion styles change. I understand everything changes. I have still never gotten comfortable wearing shorts, even if they're nice shorts that go above the knee. And maybe that's just because I'm a kid of the early 2000s. I, so am I. Okay. But I just, I never have felt comfortable wearing shorts. Like, I'm wearing basketball shorts at night. I don't would... feel comfortable at this point in time wearing shorts that go past my knee. Oh. What about at the knee? Like, what around, like, around the lower part of the knee? No. Okay. They don't need to be that long. It's just extra fabric. It's just getting in the way. I guess, but I mean, I, you, I maybe because my thighs are so pale that naturally when they it's come... okay and mine aren't. You have more hair to make it look tanner. It's just science. You can't argue that. Debatable. Debatable. <laughs> Actually, yeah. We're, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so David, what's been going on in your life the last few weeks? We have, you know, just always... These podcasts are uh, for anything, a chance to catch up. Well, to, to piggyback off the, you know, sweats in public thing, uh, Pathy and I went and recently got eye exams and there was a uh, you know I, I try not to judge what people wear but there was a kid in there who was wearing snowflake like pajama pants and like a flannel that was like a buffalo plaid like red and uh, red and black it was just it's an interesting combo it was it was one of those things where Clearly the parents are just exasperated with the kids' clothing choices because that's like an outfit that a that a toddler would pick out for themselves. Yes, yeah, so I was gonna say, how old was this kid? Yes, this was this was somebody who was in their teens. Okay, so that's easily in their teens. Yeah, I was gonna say young kid, you go like, alright, they gotta learn you know, you let them dress themselves, just give them some amount you know, of young kid like toddlers and whatnot, great, they're they're putting on pants and a shirt. Yeah. Like, great. Great, this is a start. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. And you know, one of these things where maybe I'm being too critical, but just... <sighs> no, I think that's reasonable. You're going to a doctor's office, and it's not like a... It's not like a. Uh, it's not like an internist where you need to maybe wear some loose fitting clothing to like get, at, get, in, get in and mm -hmm. out of it to put a gown on. Like, mm -hmm. this is an eye doctor. Yeah. You are. Maybe I'm classist. Hide the money, y'all! There's poor people around! <laughs> <laughs> 
broke ass. No, yeah, I think that's reasonable. Like, you don't have to dress nice. Yeah. Just dress, like, decent. Dress, like, you know, uh, pants. Real yeah. pants, not, not pajama pants. Yeah, even if you wear, like, just plain black sweatpants. Like, that's still like, okay, I mean, whatever. I, I would still argue that that's a little... Fair. I guess it depends on the type of sweatpants, yeah. But, um, also, how were your eyes? I guess My I prescription has not changed in now six years. Yeah. I, I commend you for that. So, I... Uh, I've been told that I'm a good candidate for LASIK, but uh, LASIK Ooh. costs money and is an elective surgery, and so insurance won't cover it. I believe it's, I looked it up, it's between 2500 and 5000 for each eye, uh, which is another way they get you, because who's going to get LASIK in one eye? Uh, well, if you only have, uh, you only yeah. have vision that's, problems in it, one it, that's eye. That's true. Actually, yeah, then you're like, hey, you know, life threw me a good one. Um, so I've said this on the podcast before, Sam, my brother, has almost perfect 2010 vision, which, fuck him. Um, also, he's not listening to this, so double What a little him. shit. What an asshole. Um, and I did look up how much lace it costs. So my left eye is stigmatized um, and misshaped, so it's a little weird and lazy. So that might complicate things. But I did also think, uh, maybe in the future, because just... You've, you've had it where you fall asleep with contacts in or like stuff like that, and it's just... You fall asleep with contacts in once or twice. Yeah. I don't wear them very often. That's true. because my prescription's not strong enough that... I feel that I need to wear them all the time. I think I decided probably about a decade ago to just get... I, I have similar vision as you. If I took out my contacts right now, I could... I'd be okay. It wouldn't be great, but like... like I, I shouldn't... Like, one of these things, like, I should not be behind the wheel of a car at right. night. Probably shouldn't be behind the wheel of a car at all if I don't have, if I don't have my glasses on. Yeah. But, like, I can... I can see the cars in front of yes. me. I don't. It's not one of these things where like ten feet past my face, everything just sort of goes wonky. Exact same with me. I could. I can drive a car without contacts or glasses in. I should. I just should. Yeah. Should. Um, so yeah, I get contacts because I know that it's just going to be easier for me working out to play to be in contacts, and sometimes just. I didn't, you know, I never found a pair of glasses that I thought looked really good on my, you do. I never could find a pair of glasses that I really liked on my, how I, my head. So I was like, all right, I'll look better with contacts. So about nine years ago, 10 years ago, started wearing them. Um, and now I get them regularly. Although they're monthly contacts because again, my left eye kind of makes it hard to get daily contacts. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I'm glad that your eyes are in good enough shape and Bethany's okay with yep, her she's got contacts now that's good uh, did want to update everybody um, we mentioned last time the Mark McGuire challenge we know that hashtag's been going around the social media uh, it's been a trending topic on Twitter absolutely um, yeah. did we pay for it to be yeah, that's not a question we that's neither answer. here nor there first yeah. of all how dare you yeah and secondly I uh, forget your question so the point being we want to remind everybody that episode 62 of the podcast Summer G's Tell everybody you know, friends, enemies, uh, ex-lovers, future lovers, current lovers. Tell anybody you know. Hinge matches. Hi- yeah. Put it in your bio. Is that bi- how that works? Yeah. That yeah, put it, in your hin- put it in your hinge bio, frankly. I, Say, don't, I don't know how these things work. Well, yeah, because you've been in a loving relationship for seven plus years. So, you know, you don't need to worry about it. Some of us, not so lucky. Again, I'm getting off track. Um, we do want to remind you that the goal is to have 43 million of you listen to episode 62 by year's end. Now, I have not checked the download numbers recently, but we're certainly closer than the day we started. Yeah. So, as a reminder, get that trending. Uh, if you want shirts with the hashtag on it, pay for it yourself, but we would really appreciate it. We'll uh, retweet it. I'll retweet yeah. it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll mention it vaguely on an Instagram post. Um, something. We'll get the word out. And again, if you, David, what... 
is the reward if we hit that $43 million. There's a, a sandwich and a beer for someone. Yes. We won't tell you who, and we won't tell you what the sandwich... Or where it's from. Exactly. But you'll get a sandwich and a beer. Beer! So, make it work. Or, you know, a, a beverage of your choice. Does not have to be That's beer. true. You could be like me and not drink and say, give me some apple juice, and that'll be cheaper. All right, so the other thing we're doing... Um, so we're actually planning this out as we're recording this. So we're recording this on Tuesday... And on Thursday, David and I are going to a concert up in D.C. And I think David remembers this because I've mentioned it on the podcast. I have not been to a concert in over a decade. Like a straight-up concert. The last time I went to a concert, David, do you remember? Was it when we went and saw J. Cole? Yes. At Silver Spring, right? Fillmore. Fillmore. Yep. And it's been a long time since then. I've been in places where concert, like many concerts have happened. I've been to a Dave Chappelle show where Bone Thugs and Harmony came out and that was good enough for me because if Bone Thugs and Harmony comes out, I just want 20 minutes of Bone Thugs and Harmony. Any more than that. Meanwhile, Bethany and I went to Rage and Run the Jewels and that was like a three hour show. That was quite a time. Um, Recently? Yeah, we went okay. when they were in DC. Okay, because I just, I've, I thought you've seen them like years ago too. No. So, okay. I've seen, so uh, Zach De La Rocha came out. That's right. At the Run the Jewel at Show. At the Run the Jewel Show the night before Trump's inauguration. That's what it was, yeah. yeah. And I think we've told the story, but the first time you tried to go see Run the Jewels. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the water main broke. At, uh, at... Well, it was in that neighborhood. So it shut down Echo Stage it and it shut down Stadium, the that's famous the, strip club next door. I was going to say, that's the big tragedy. Like, I'm sorry your show got postponed, but you did get a comp ticket and got to see them. Yeah. You know, Stadium shuts down on a Saturday. That is... I wouldn't call it a comp ticket. It was a... Or just an honored ticket. Yeah, it was an honored ticket. But, I mean, you shut down Stadium. That is a DC institution. And... Yes. Yeah. Well, okay. Have I been to Stadium? No. Have you been to Stadium? No. Because, you know, you have your your decisions against going to strip clubs. Look, it just doesn't interest me. That's like, it's not a decision beyond, like, meh. Yeah. (laughs) I will tell this. We... So your birthday, I want to say four years ago, five years ago, we went to one of the pop-up bars and uh, places in D.C. Yeah, the, uh, the Cherry Blossom. Cherry Blossom pop-up. And a bunch of us were trying to convince David to go to, including Bethany, were trying to convince David to go to a strip club for fun. And David, with all respect to him, stuck to his stuck to his ground and said, yeah, I'm not doing this. I'm just not interested. Yeah, which is fair. Um, I have not been to any of the strip clubs in Richmond yet, but when I do, I will let you know how they were, how they are. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, but yeah, so again, Mark McGuire Challenge, get the word out, 43 million people by the end of the year. We can do this if we believe in ourselves hard enough. Um, wanted to shout out to, we mentioned the Super Bowl halftime show when it happened. David, did you see that the Super Bowl halftime show won an Emmy? I saw the Emmy, the Emmy Award, the, the, the winners for the Emmys have come out. I did not pay any attention to who had won well, anything. Eminem and Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre now are Emmy winners, and that makes me happy. Kendrick Lamar, a great I did see that, uh, that the only thing Eminem needs now is a Tony. <laughs> a Tony. And he'll have an EGOT. Yeah. Because as a reminder, Eminem is one of two rap acts to win an Oscar for Best Song. And who's the other, David? 3-6. Uh, Excellently. For the classic, It's Hard Out Here for a Pound. Hard Out Here for a Pound. Yeah. That is... There will never... Juicy is still putting Academy Award winner in his songs. As he should. Like, you know, you can't, t- can't take it away from him. Because, again, they're one of two rap acts to win. You know, I mean, that's I, I'm still always amazed by that. Um, but, yeah, no, so Eminem now needs a Tony. Here's another fun fact. Snoop Dogg has now won an Emmy, but has never won a Grammy. What? Which is wild to think that Snoop has never won a Grammy. Even if you think about, like, California Girls that he appeared on. Even if you think about, you know. You think, like, Song of the Year. Yeah, nothing but a, even nothing but a G thing, stuff like that. 
he's never won one. And Nas didn't win one until he won his first Grammy. I think last year was the first time he won a Grammy. So he was nominated in 2014 for Best Reggae Album. Remember Snoop Lion? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. What yeah. a time that was. Oh, man. Yeah. No, that was a great time. That was a great time in society. When Snoop was a rapper and then he became a reggae artist. And then he went to funk and then he went back to rap. And now he made Death Row an NFT label. And now that's all Snoop does is NFT stuff. Oh, um, God. Yeah, I know. Okay, we need to mention this on this show. Should underemployed now no. start... Let me finish. Should underemployed start an NFT? No. Okay. Now, that you'll, now that I let, you at least let me finish. I appreciate that. I want to hear your rationale to why we shouldn't do an NFT. Uh, because they're Ponzi schemes. Okay. What I'm hearing is... They produce nothing of value. What I'm hearing is... We could still make money off. You remember how I'm like one of those people who's not going to take money from certain institutions? That's true. We've mentioned NFTs a lot like Bitcoin and cryptos are a thing that I want zero part of because they inevitably lead up lead into libertarians trying to scam people out of money. I also and yes, they could also argue that now that crypto is sort of crashing a bit, the bubble has popped. The bubble has popped. Sure. However. Uh, I also think it's a good it's a good business growth opportunity. Think about if we got one of those weird bored apes as our mascot. No, I'm good. Okay. What if we made our own animal as an NFT mascot? Why? Money. Ah, you're right. Okay. Let's re okay. Let's rework. Let's remove the NFT part. Should underemployed have a mascot, like an official animal mascot? I mean, we've already got we already got podcast art. Why do we need a mascot? That's a fair question. Think about how many kids we could draw in with the mascot. How, like, we would do... Yes, our notoriously wholesome and family-friendly content. Yeah, I mean, you know, sure, do we say fuck a lot? Yeah, do we say shit a lot? Yeah, we would curse. I mean, you know, fuck yeah, we curse. But that's okay. Kids gotta learn. What I want is a mascot that draws the attention of kids and adults alike. So, you know, if you've been to... You haven't been to a Flying Squirrels game yet, but they have two mascots. They have Nutsy and Natasha. See, they're puns based on... Um, squirrels and yes okay just checking so alternatively we could also just ask the flying squirrels to lend us Nutsy and Natasha also sounds like a, also sounds like a Rocky and Bullwinkle ripoff it does <laughs> that was the, <laughs> that was the Soviet knockoff of Rocky and Bullwinkle was Nutsy and Natasha actually no Natasha was the name of uh, Boris and Natasha uh, Boris and Natasha the, from actual Rocky and Bullwinkle so yes. Anyway, if you have ideas for what you want to see for an underemployed mascot, tweet David incessantly about it, and please tell him what you think the best ideas for the show is. You will, uh, you will certainly get a response from me. I can't guarantee that any of you will like it. Okay. Um, the other thing I did want to mention, we had been talking before, so I'm growing my beard back out. David had saw at one point that my beard got fairly thick. Like, it did. And I'm growing it back out to that level. Now here's a new thing. Last, I would say, two or three months, I've noticed that mustaches are back in style to the point where my brother now in California with his girlfriend for a few months grew a mustache and I am genuinely curious if David what you think about mustaches coming back and we've talked before about whether you would ever grow a mustache would I is would I implies that I have to put effort into it that's true you would just shave around it yeah I could just shave I could just shave the rest of my beard um I guess that's a could I. Yeah. Would, be the, would I is, is a better question. And yeah. I have given myself a mustache in the past, uh, specifically for uh, Halloween yes. times, uh, when I went as Ned Flanders last year for Halloween. 
How did Bethany enjoy that, by the way? Because we talked for years. She initially did not like the concept of me with a mustache, and then she saw me with it, and she was like, "Okay, I don't hate it." Fair. Yeah. I think I just waited so long to grow a. Like I've had a beard for a few years, but I I don't think I could rock a mustache. I also just grew up in a time where mustaches were not a thing. They were a thing for years. Even Tom Selleck shaved his mustache for some perspective years ago. And Tom Selleck has the most iconic mustache in the history of mustaches. Uh, you know, I don't know if I'm gonna agree with that. Who has, who do you, okay, I'm curious, who do you think has a more iconic mustache? I mean, Fu Manchu. He has a mustache literally named after him. Joe Flacco had one at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, goodness. Uh, Phil Chenier, longtime Wizards. He shaved his uh, mustache too. <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt? Yeah, Teddy. Okay, that's fair. Teddy He's literally on Mount Rushmore. I guess that's fair. Oh, God. Uh, clusterfuck that is. Uh, yeah, I guess must, mustaches. Uh, all the Yankees, because as we've discussed before, the Yankees have that weird facial hair policy where mustaches don't count as facial hair. Facial hair, and isn't it tattoos, too? Um, I don't know if tattoos... I think it's hair below, like... Yeah, okay, so it's yeah, long hair and no facial hair. Yeah, which we've discussed before. It's silly. It should change. And you know what? But it's they're the, a private organization, dude. They yeah, they're a private organization. It's the term. It's part of the terms of your employment. Yeah. It's been cleared with, been cleared with the the MLB. If the MLB players union is willing to sign off on it, That's I think true. it's probably fine. I guess because the players union also says the Yankees will give you a three hundred million dollar contract and not blink twice about it. So it's like, all right, I guess we'll trade that off. You know. Uh, yeah, and you know that that money is good. Oh man. Yeah, not like certain organizations. Uh, oh, speaking of football, we mentioned Joe Flacco. Uh, David, how are you feeling about the Jack season this year? We kind of ended the last episode on a... I gotta be honest, I've paid zero attention. I, I don't either. I've said this before. I have watched no preseason games. Yeah. The NFL is just like... It's it's not... It's an, it's an unpleasant viewing experience for me. Um, games are four hours long for like 20 minutes of action. There's commercial... It's so many commercials... Uh, the commercials are all the same five things. It's dick pills, trucks, beer, and uh, gambling now. Well, you like all that stuff. Oh, yeah, I love it. So, uh, I just, it's, you know, there's the, you know, the NFL just doesn't do it for me anymore. Uh, college football doesn't really do it for me, which is a shame because some of my favorite people that I follow on Twitter are college football writers, and, like, I want to be part of their weird little community, yeah. but, like, I don't... I just don't care. I think part of it, too, might be that we grew up... I've said this before on the show. We grew up in an area where college football just doesn't mean anything. Well... Relatively speaking. There isn't there isn't a local team for us. Yeah. Um, the closest team is kind of sort of Virginia Tech. and that's, No, University of Maryland. Yeah, but even then as a football school. I mean, as a basketball school, yeah, but as a football school, that's like... Boomer Esiason? It hasn't been relevant in a long time. Yeah. Uh, God. Uh, uh, Frank... Uh, Who's the coach of the Colts who had that like 31 point comeback years ago? Frank Reich. Frank Reich. Yeah, but yeah, it's been a long time. So. Yeah, uh, let's say there was a, there was a time when somebody was freezing. What what of the freezing cold takes? Uh, freezing as coldest takes of all time was uh, was it Jamarcus Russell to Darius Hayward Bay? Someone tweeted, "Get used to seeing that uh, a lot." Oof. Can we tell the the most one of the most infamous Jamar, Jamarcus Russell stories about how, that proved how like unprepared he was to be a quarterback. Oh, know? the one about the, them sending him blank yep. tapes yep. and him being like, yeah, I watched all of these. And, and then it turns like, out they were blank, surprisingly enough. Yeah, yeah so we saw that going. So yeah, um, if you don't know about the story of Jamarcus Russell, look him up. He's the example of someone who 
He's he was him and Sam Bradford, I think, were the strongest arguments the NFLPA had for standardizing rookie contracts. Which yeah, Bradford especially, and Bradford at least like he just Bradford got hurt. Did, Bradford at least tried. He just got hurt all yeah. the time. Yeah, I think Bradford at least tried. Tony Kornheiser called him the human ace bandage, which I think is appropriate because he's just played max eight games a year and yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not dissimilar to you with football. I like football a lot. I watch it every Sunday. And if football went away, I'd be like, okay, I'm fine. Uh, basketball and baseball are my, my sports of choice, so you know, that's fine. Like, at the same time that I can watch, you know, these NFL games, I could watch I could watch legitimately two soccer games in the space of right. space it takes to watch one NFL game. Well, and you know, I, I don't really care for soccer, but soccer has the advantage of it's an hour and a half of pure game action, and then mm-hmm. it's only like what fifteen minutes intermission halftime. Yeah, it's fifteen twenty. Okay. Now, granted, there's all the you know there's all the the stoppage and play, yeah. and the this and that. Yeah, like, it's not perfect, but it is quick. It, there is more. The ball is in play more in soccer than it is in your average. So the average Premier League game has more uh, game time than your average NFL game and MLB game combined. Yeah. Well, and it also depends on your... I, I Certainly with baseball, it depends on your definition of action. I'm sure a lot of people would say, yes, in soccer the ball's in play, but you know, it might just be back and forth for two minutes while they're kind of setting up position, which... Yeah, but that's still more right. than a pitcher warming up with the uh, warming up with the catcher and then throwing around the base a couple times. But someone could argue, hey, would a pickoff throw be the same move at first base? You know, it's also just preference. I grew up loving baseball, and, you know, I... I didn't really care for soccer. It's always just a preference thing. Uh, yeah. I, I long ago decided I will never call a sport boring because... Baseball, oh, I will. I know you will. But, like, yes, baseball can be very boring, but I also love it. Soccer is boring to a lot of people like me, but it doesn't mean it is boring. It's just... Golf. Yeah. Boring. Yeah. But also, I also really also like... not a sport. I do not agree. We've had this discussion before. I don't agree with that. But Not a sport. I, uh... It, it, I mean, more of a sport than... More of a sport than cheerleading, but... In the set or diving, but uh, I was watching. Oh goodness, uh, Dominique Foxworth pointed out that like, if it's not something where someone's playing defense against you, it's a game, not a sport. And I, I don't necessarily agree with can't that. Can't say either. I disagree. I don't necessarily agree with that. It's still a sport. It's just not on no. the high end of athleticism for a sport. You have no, to. You're still an athlete. It's but it's yeah. a it's a it's a game, not a sport. Or a competition, not a sport. I would still do. I think of po- like poker as a competition for some, or esports as a competition because that's not athletic. That's yeah, but somebody could play defense against you. But okay, but I mean that can be again a card game where someone could find. I don't know what card game you would have where someone plays defense against you. You don't really play defense. It's more that'd be more about position within your draw. So like mm-hmm. defense would defense requires some strategy, and there is some certainly some strategy to, to card games, but like. Yeah. You know, part of it is luck, certainly luck of the draw. I, I would say golf's a sport, but I've always said too, it's obviously it's on the low end of athleticism as a sport, but you have to have technique. You have to have sure. grind. I mean, it is also, you know, hard if you're a professional player, you have to walk around a course for six hours. I mean, that does mentally grind on you. It's, yeah. it, is it the same athleticism as hockey or baseball or soccer? No, of course not. But I think it's a sport. Um, I do think that golf is an example of a sport where I, it can be boring when nothing's happening, but I think golf built itself on the drama between shots. Now, I also am someone who watches major tournaments and then doesn't watch other stuff. NASCAR, for example, is... I don't know if I would consider that a sport. I go back and forth all the time on that. Auto racing is a, comp- I mean, a competition in, in the same way that track is. 
Yeah, that's where. But I don't. It does take mental fo- it, You know, it takes sure. mental stamina to race. And, obviously, you know, IndyCar dri- like uh, F1 drivers are in incredible shape. Yeah. So I don't. I guess it's a sp- like I. I don't. I've no longer. I just no longer care about whether it's yeah. technically. I just because I don't care about them particularly. Um, but it's the same thing. Like I, you and I do not find NASCAR entertaining at all. They're, and then they'll also be able to pack 250,000 people to a big race. So it's like, all right, that's just yeah. a, you know, a thing. Um, do you have any more trips planned for the year? Yeah, heading to Philly uh, to go hang out with Colin for the Premier League Fan Fest that's mm-hmm. happening there mid-October. Uh, we're going out to the Eastern Shore, definitely are going out to the Eastern Shore for a wedding. Ooh. Uh, early October. Um, Heading down to Chesapeake this weekend for a uh, friend from college's uh, wedding party. That'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever been to Philly before? Uh, it's been a long time since I've been to Philly. Yeah. I went with my aunt. Oh, this is not that long. Uh, it was in college. I went up and saw a friend at the time, uh, and we went into the city for the Roots picnic for the 4th of July. Oh, yeah. That's right. And that was a good time. Yeah. Uh, I assume the Roots were there. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we we caught about we caught about half an hour of their set. That's we were not... we were a long way off from the stage, but I didn't feel like fighting my way through the crowd. Yeah. I mean, you still got to say, "Hey, I got to go to the yep. Roots picnic." Yes, I've been to the Roots picnic. Well, we're still trying to get to the Rock Nation brunch at some point. You and I. <laughs> yeah. No, now that Deuces not... and Marrow aren't going, we we I, have to. Do, take we, this do we have to? Have to get to. Do we? Do we need to? I want to shake hands with Jay Z, and I want to say. You know, I want to start quoting Jay Z lyrics to Jay Z. He'll yeah, he'll oh, think that's so cool. Yeah, oh yeah, he's gonna be really fla- he's gonna yeah. be really flattered by a he'll, by a white guy from the suburbs quoting lines at it. It will in a way. It means that he made it big. Not that he needs to be reminded. Yeah, that he's a billionaire, billionaire married to another billionaire. A billion dollars doesn't make him doesn't mean he's arrived. It's if not the billion dollars he has, it's the billion dollars his wife has. Is she also a billionaire? I believe Beyonce's now. I thought they were a billionaire combined. Uh, I thought they were billionaires when you combine their collective net worth. Is Beyonce a billionaire? Okay, you are correct. Her net worth is $450 million. Jay-Z is officially a billionaire on his own. So combined, they are at least $1.3 billion. Um, I will gladly take $1.3 million from somebody. If you're willing to pay us for uh, the podcast, I've said it before, uh, we will gladly take that. With certain terms. What terms would you want for that kind of money? We don't need to reveal those to the public. We'll speak with our lawyer. Do we have we have a lawyer on? Retainer? We have we have several lawyers on retainer. That's true. <laughs> His name rhymes with Schmo Schmeck. Yeah. Uh, no, he's he's not contract law. <laughs> oh, good. Joe would not be contract law. No, okay. I have I have friends from college who have gotten law degrees, and I have uh, you know put them on retainer. I uh, friend, air quotes. Yeah, retainer. Friend, friend of the show, Katie, who's asked. Uh, multiple questions and Q&As before. I don't think she's contract law either, but I think she's about to become a lawyer. So, uh, Also, anyone out there who wants to represent us pro bono whenever we inevitably get a season desist order for the music we use on this show, um, we'll shout you out on the show. David will buy you a sandwich too. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. I can't imagine any anybody's going to try and shut us down for the use of music considering we've not made a single cent from this podcast. As a reminder, we haven't made a single cent yet, but if you want to help that out, you know how you do it, David? Uh, like and subscribe. Yes. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Tell a friend. And get that Mark McGuire challenge up to 43 minutes. Mark McGuire challenge. <laughs> Rich niggas, black bar-
mitzvahs Mozart is a celebration, bitches Nahaim I wish for you a hundred years of success But it's my time Cheers, toast the crime Number one D-boy, shame like a rhyme The rock boys in the building tonight Oh, what a feeling I'm feeling like You don't even gotta bring your paper out Be the dope boys of the year Drinks is on the house The rock boys in the building tonight Look at how I'm chilling, I'm killing this ice You don't even gotta bring your purses out We the dope boys of the year Drinks is on the house Hey everybody, so we recorded that episode on Tuesday, and I'm sitting here on Thursday afternoon. Obviously, we're all rocked by the news of Queen Elizabeth II's passing, and I reached out to David if he had any comments about the passing, and uh, he wrote me this note, and I felt like we should share it with you, our loyal listeners. The news of Her Majesty's death has rocked me to my core, as no woman has impacted my life as much as Elizabeth's, for whom my mother is named after. I have always been fascinated by British culture, from Thomas the Tank Engine to Man's Not Hot, and have stand our queen for as long as I can remember. I may not agree with every decision the monarchy makes, but I definitely agree with most of them, and Lizzie stands tall in that regard. Every little boy dreams about one day being the Queen of England, and while I fear I may never quite make it to the throne... I am thrilled that I have been blessed enough to live in the same timeline as both Queen Elizabeth II and also Gary Busey. Bethany and I send our warmest prayers out to the entire royal family and everyone who spells color with a U. Uh, Beautiful words from a beautiful man. So, of course, all of you out there in underemployed land, we want you to uh, stay safe and stay strong in these troubling times and remember the good. And remember that... Lizzie, you are truly a candle in the wind. Footsteps will always fall here Along England's greenest hills Your candles burned out long before 